At People's Capital Group, we help you invest in real estate. Build your wealth by owning professionally managed apartment buildings in the northern New Jersey market. We want to show you how owning real estate is attainable, even for the busy professionals that don't have the time or experience investing in real estate. Now, we only work with select people who are serious about building wealth. So find out if you qualify at peoplescapitalgroup.com. Hi, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Passive Cashflow Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Fragmino. We have a very interesting topic today. I'm going to talk about the pros and cons of investing in real estate every real estate investor should know. So very important topic here. There's pros and cons to real estate. Obviously, it's not the save all be old investment option, but there are a ton of opportunities and tax advantages and cash flow advantages we'll break into equity growth. We'll talk about all the advantages of real estate today and the negative sides of real estate. The fact that it's not a very liquid asset and so on. So uh, we'll break into the pros and cons of investing in real estate that every real estate investor should know today on the Passive Cash Flow Podcast. All right, so thanks for joining us for another episode here. By the way, hit that like and subscribe button. We have episodes every single week about how to help people invest in real estate. We talk about active investing, passive investing, New Jersey real estate, and general real estate tips as we're talking about today. So let's break into the pros of real estate investing, and then we'll get into the cons and we'll break into this topic here today. So of course, real estate is one of the largest drivers of wealth and reliable wealth. In fact, 60% of the world's billionaires hold their wealth in real estate. So it's really an incredible wealth driver. And if it didn't allow you to build wealth and have a bunch of tax advantages, well, then it really wouldn't be a great place to hold your wealth. And that's why the majority of billionaires hold their wealth in real estate, because it is a reliable wealth driver. See, historically, real estate has been a very good asset class, growing in demand through time, growing in wealth over time, generally beating inflation. Now, there are right and wrong ways to own real estate. You don't want to overpay for properties. Uh, the best way is to buy real estate with things to improve, value add, ways to increase rent or increase the value on the property through renovations and better management. So you want to buy real estate right and work with the right professionals. But if it's done properly in the right markets and really just managed over time, real estate can be a great driver of wealth and wealth accumulation, which can be harvested tax-free through a cash-out refinance. And if you want to learn more about that and why it's tax-free and how to execute a cash-out refinance, you can check out a lot of my other podcasts and blog posts on the site that talk about how to do the cash-out refinancing, why that strategy is the best way to pay yourselves in real estate, and why the billionaires pay themselves that strategy as well. And of course, that's why we execute the strategy here at People's Capital Group for everyday real estate investors that invest in our opportunities. So another benefit or positive here of, of investing in real estate, of course, real estate can in, in, uh, allow for long-term cash flow, steady and varied cash flow. Now, cash flow can be tough on real estate. I'm not saying it offers the best cash flow out there of any asset class, but you can write off the cash flow with tax depreciation and the cash flow can be pretty consistent. What's nice about real estate, it is a commodity. People need a roof over their head. So whether the uh, economy is in a recession or not, as long as you have decent real estate in a good area, people are gonna pay to live there. 
and your rent's gonna be coming in. So it might not be a great time to sell your property or refinance it even with rates increasing, but still batten down the hatches, collect that rent. Real estate does tend to grow in value over time and also produces steady cash flow over time as well, as long as it's properly managed. So another benefit of real estate, not just equity growth, but cash flow as well. A third benefit of real estate is the tax advantages. In fact, one of the largest advantages of real estate is all the tax advantages, and there's tons of them out there. First of all, real estate offers tax depreciation. See, we just completed a cash out refinance on a property, and I paid our investors about $500,000 from this cash out refinance, and that allowed them to bake back about half of their initial investment in one lump sum at this cash out refinance about two years into the investment. So that's a great way to pay ourselves, pay the investors there at that liquidity event, at that cash out refinance, but that's not taxable income. See, our investors are not choosing to exit the investment. They're not, it's not cash flow. We're not selling the property. It's a liquidity event that allows investors to put cash in their pocket and not pay the IRS. See, the reason that cash out refinance is tax-free is because it's debt. Now that's good debt, it's low interest debt that's gonna be paid down by our tenants for years to come as we professionally manage the property and increase the rents and lower our expenses and improve the asset over time. But the IRS doesn't tax debt. So when you refinance a business or a piece of property and you take in a large lump sum of cash, but you're using the bank's money essentially to pay yourself, that's a non-taxable liquidity event. And that's one of the best things you can do in real estate to put cash in your pocket and not pay the IRS. So that's just one of the many benefits of, of uh, tax depreciation. For example, when we did this cash out refinance, I paid my investors half of their investment back in two years. And the profit and loss for that quarter showed a loss of $4,000 because there's tax depreciation. See, it's not cash flow. We didn't sell the property. So it's all non-taxable liquidity events. So we actually paid our investors a big lump sum, half of their investment back in two years, and they didn't pay any taxes on it. And the building still showed a taxable loss that quarter. Now made a little bit of cash flow, but we still show a taxable loss because of tax depreciation. And that's a whole different podcast, but it's really amazing in real estate. You can pay yourself, heck, you can be even making cash flow and write that off with all your tax depreciation. So the refinance capital and the cash flow is all tax-free money coming into your pocket. That's how we execute our fund. That's why investors like us, because we allow them to pay essentially no increased tax burden from this investment opportunities. So we also want to take advantage of all the tax deductions and write-offs you have with real estate. Of course, you have property taxes, insurance, management costs, mortgage interest, repairs and maintenance, and the list goes on. Service providers, staff, the bigger the property, the more costs you have. That's okay, because all these costs allow us to write off our income. And by using these tax deductions, we can actually put more money in our investor's pocket uh, because we get to write off all the income coming in. And therefore, we do have positive cash flow. We can still show a net loss or maybe even just a break even or so with the magic of tax depreciation. So you can show a loss, you can use all these write-offs, you can water down your income, still get a little bit of cash flow from the property, but essentially not pay income tax on the cash flow you're earning on the property because you're writing off the majority of the income to start and then of course using tax depreciation to write off the small amount of income you are taking off the table through cash flow. 
So between the benefits of tax depreciation and all the expenses that real estate offers, you can really write off essentially the majority of your income, especially here in North Jersey, where we focus on buying uh, income producing properties, but there's also a cost to pay to get into New Jersey. You're paying a little bit more for the property and there's some added costs as well. So therefore we don't necessarily have the net cash flow that you recognize in, in lesser priced markets. Now, the flip side of that is we have more equity growth. We tend to have stronger equity growth over time, and that's how we pay our investors. And that's one of the best ways to pay in ourselves and our investors through the cash out refinance because it's a tax-free liquidity event, as I just explained. So even though we don't get a ton of cash flow, we get a little bit of trickle of cash flow every quarter for our investors. That's okay because we can write that off with our tax depreciation. And then we pay our investors the big lump sum. So they're making what they would make anyway on those high cash flow properties, if not more, then they're able to actually uh, keep more money in their pocket, make a better net return on investment from the, the investment opportunity, a better internal rate of return, taking into account the tax benefits. And of course, you can enjoy more money in your pocket, giving less to the IRS. That's because we pay our investors through the cash out refinance and not so much through cash flow. So therefore they get paid the majority through the non-taxable liquidity event. And that's the best for our, our investors' pockets. So of course you wanna watch out for income tax and long-term capital gains tax. Even if you do sell a property, you can actually still do very well with the long-term uh, capital gains tax, which is 25%. And of course you have income tax as well if it's a high income property or you flip it before a year. So you, there's also benefits to holding onto properties for longer periods of time, even if you do sell it and get taxed. The taxes are less if you hold onto it longer. Now let's talk about deferring taxes with the uh, 1031 tax exchange, okay? The 1031 exchange or tax deferral. So this allows you to sell a building, trade into a bigger property and defer all taxes indefinitely. So not only can you sell the building, har harvest that equity growth, trade into a bigger property, buy a bigger property that makes better cash flow, reset your tax depreciation, build your equity growth faster, but you can defer all taxes and really just build your wealth so much more aggressively. I'll give you an example. Let's say you buy a property for a million dollars, you improve it over time, and now 15 years later, it's worth $2 million. Well, you've done your job well, you invested wisely and managed the property the right way, but now you're going to sell it and make a million dollar profit. So the tax man's going to say, hey, you owe me about 25% of that profit, capital gains tax, long-term capital gains tax. So that's going to be a quarter million dollar tax bill. There also might be a tax appreciation recapture and other things you want to be aware of. You could talk to your accountant about, but let's focus on just the gains here. So we're talking about a quarter million dollar tax bill. So this investor would get a million dollars from the sale and owe about $250,000 to the tax man. Now to avoid that quarter million dollar tax bill, this individual could do a 1031 tax deference. Let's say they find a building they wanna buy for $3 million, right? And the down payment's a million dollars. Okay, so we're gonna sell our building, we're gonna make a million dollars from the sale of the building net, and then we're gonna defer all taxes and trade into this bigger $3 million building, and we're gonna use that million dollars of, of gains from the sale to buy this next building, the $3 million building. We're gonna defer all taxes, not have to pay that quarter million dollars in taxes in the first scenario, buy this $3 million building, and now we're off to the races with a bigger, better building that's gonna produce more cash flow, more equity growth, and more tax depreciation 
over time. So that's great. Now let's do another scenario where you sell the building, you don't do a 1031 tax deference, and you just take the monies from the proceeds and buy another investment property. So let's say you pay the taxes and now you're left with $750,000 off your million dollar sale. Okay, so you're gonna use that $750,000 to go buy a piece of real estate. Let's 3X that investment, meaning you're putting down say 25%, then you have closing costs and you want construction reserves and so on. So, you know, let's leverage that investment. So uh, in the case we did a million dollar prop, it allowed you to buy a $3 million property, right? So a million dollars in cash from the sale in the first scenario allowed you to buy a $3 million property. Well, in this case, $750,000 would allow you to buy about a $2.2 million property. So right there, by using the tax deferral, we're able to defer all taxes, keep a quarter million dollars in our pocket, and then buy $750,000 more worth of real estate. Right in the scenario where you have a million dollars from the sale and you buy a $3 million property, well, that's far better than the scenario where you pay taxes and now you buy a $2.2 million property, right? So it allows you to buy more real estate, more real estate's better, it's gonna build more wealth over time. And you can see if you rinse and repeat this strategy, the 1031 tax deference is a great tool to build wealth over time, defer all taxes and trade into a bigger property, avoiding paying the tax man throughout the whole scenario and getting a bigger, better property. So that's what we plan on doing eventually for our passive investors. And that allows them to build something called legacy wealth. Legacy wealth is something you're going to hand down to your children, your heirs, your wife or whomever, or maybe a nonprofit. <laughs> maybe none of those people deserve your money. Maybe you just give it to a nonprofit you care a lot about. And at the end of the day, you can do whatever you want with your legacy wealth, right? But the idea is to build your legacy, build your family name, have that wealth to be able to hand it down to your heirs and your wife and whatever the scenarios and make their life a little bit easier and give them the head start that wealth can provide to the, to the right family. So having legacy wealth and being able to hand that down to your family is what we focus focus on giving to our investors here at People's Capital Group, and that's why we execute the 1031 tax deference over time. It's a tax tool that allows us to build legacy wealth for our investors indefinitely and defer all taxes as well and not pay the tax ban. Keep that money, keep that wealth in your family, in your pocket. All right, let's talk about the negatives of real estate investing. So obviously I'm a big real estate guy. I own millions of dollars of real estate. I help people invest in real estate six days a week. So of course I'm a big advocate of real estate, but let's talk about the negative side of real estate. Oh boy, do I know that as well. <laughs> After doing uh, 250 transactions plus with my business partner, yeah, we've had some challenges, you know? We've had a lot of successes, but of course there's always been some challenges there mixed in and uh, we're gonna break into that right now. So first of all, one of the negatives of real estate is that it can be a lengthy investment process. It takes time to find a great deal, analyze the building, do multiple levels of due diligence, get a mortgage, get the best mortgage, make sure there's not structural issues or environmental issues or legal problems or financial issues. They're not collecting rent as they said they would. Make sure it's a good market to invest in with strong demographics. You're gonna be able to attract the type of tenant you plan on attracting. You're gonna be able to get the amount of rent you think you can get for the units. So all this has to be done properly. Then you have to close on the property, manage it properly or manage a management company and hope for the best and of course execute either a sale of the property or refinance the property or just working a cash flow over time. So it's a lengthy investment process and it takes time to complete it. 
takes time to find the opportunity, to invest in the opportunity, to close on it, to renovate it, to lease it up for top dollar, to execute your investment strategy, get it ready for refinance or sale, or just cash for the long term. So all this takes time, and it often takes about three to four years for us to do this for our investors. So an investor will normally invest in an opportunity. Now these days, we're actually getting them back half of their investment in about two to three years. So that's about a 25 to 15% annualized cash on cash return we're achieving right now. But in our pro forma, we say we expect about a 10 to 12% annualized cash on cash return. So at the end of the day, though, the process is complicated. It takes time. Even if you're investing in professionals like our investors do, and they're hiring us to essentially do the job properly and make sure we find a good deal, execute the renovation properly, hard, you know, execute the exit strategy properly as well, harvest that growth as well. So they hire us to do all these things uh, in a building with them, you using their capital, putting it to work in the building, giving them the advantages of owning real estate without having to do the hard work behind the scenes. But it takes time. And our investors understand that. In fact, one of the reasons I need to have a discovery call with you is partially because the SEC requires it, but also because I want to be able to talk to you and say, hey, sir or ma'am, you understand, you know, this is a long-term investment. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. It's not a way to double your money overnight. We're not a casino. We're also not Bitcoin. So we're a long-term, steady investment. We, we have a long-term view of real estate here. We have an executed plan that we're going to put in place. We're not making sky-high rents that we might not be able to achieve or values, assuming values are going to double over time. We're looking at a very honest reputation in the market, an honest uh, uh, indication of where the market's going. Uh, and we try our best to put a very conservative projection on paper for our investors. So we under-promise and over-deliver. So we say it's going to take about three to five years to get a building to the equity, the refinance point. We can harvest that equity growth. Right? It takes about three to five years to get there. So our investors understand it's a bit of a long-term investment. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. But yes, our investors earn very aggressive returns over time. But they also have to be patient for their investment, not need to, not need to live on the returns, the cash flow day in and day out understand the money is going to be tied up for some period of time as it allows us to improve that asset and get to that exit process where they can get a nice return on investment. The investment uh, process can be lengthy as I'm explaining. Also, income is not always predictable, right? So we try to earn as much cash flow as possible, but cash flow is really not predictable all the time. We want to get about two to three percent a year in cash flow to our investors, and and the rest of the returns generally comes through the refinance in one lump sum. Now that's good because the refinance is non-taxable, where cash flow is taxable. So the majority of the wealth our investors are experiencing, the majority of the cash they're putting in their pocket is non-taxable, which is really incredible. But it's not as predictable, right? It's not as predictable like an annuity or something like that that's going to give you a guaranteed payment. It takes time for us to move tenants out renovate the unit, move good tenants in, improve the common areas, right? Uh, bring the gym back to life, improve the parking lot, make more amenities for the uh, in, uh, tenants there, make it a better place to live so people will pay more money to live there and will increase the current rents as well. All this takes time. So it's not predictable as far as when we can start making cash flow always. It takes time to get there. Cash flow down the road can be hit or miss. It's high one quarter, lower another quarter. And of course, the refinance strategy takes time to get to as well. We might get there in two years, but if the market's tough, it could take the full five-year period we project on our internals as well. So it's not always predictable. But then again, a lot of asset classes aren't. 
but real estate is a little more predictable in the long-term window uh, as far as other things like stocks or cryptocurrency. Now, the income it puts in your pocket and the time it puts it in your pocket is not always predictable. And that's a challenge I find for a lot of asset classes. So expenses, every investor must look out for. You have legal expenses, you have rental controls. We have to deal with rent control here in New Jersey, understand how that hinders our ability to increase the rent on certain properties and it slows us down as well. Uh, pricey transactions, right? There's realtors, there's commissions, there's title insurance, there's loan fees. Um, there's other uh, service providers. The amount of people you pay to buy real estate and maintain real estate is incredible. That's why it's a great economic driver as well. It's one of the greatest economic drivers. Owning real estate and moving real estate is a great economic driver because I just need to hire so many people and pay them so much money. Uh, vacancy, right? So you want to look out for vacancy. Bad markets will have high vacancy. Uh, not doing your renovations right will get high vacancies. I'm thinking you can get more for your unit than you can realistically get. Being overpriced will lead to high vacancies. And just renting out to the wrong tenants will be lead to high vacancies as well. And then you have reduced appreciation, buying in markets where values can go down. Uh, we don't see that much where we buy in, in the North Jersey areas, values tend to appreciate. But if you're buying in very secondary, offbeat markets, uh, lesser demand, slower markets, you may be in a boom time right now, but watch out for a recession. Values can actually lower in a recession if you're in a sub market as well. So final thoughts, real estate, like any investment class has its pros and cons. Obviously, we talked about a number of opportunities here. Now, I'm a real estate guy, so I'm a slightly biased. I've built millions of dollars in wealth for our passive investors through real estate. So I like it and I'm a little biased, but I also understand there's stocks and there's crypto and there's other life insurance policies and other ways to build your wealth. And the bottom line is be diversified. Diversify, diversify, diversify. Just like I would never suggest putting all your money into real estate, don't put all your money into anything else as well. Never put all your eggs in one basket. But we talked about the pros of real estate. It's, it has a, a wealth accumulation over time. We're able to harvest that wealth growth through a cash out refinance, pay our investors a big lump sum, and that liquidity event is a non-taxable liquidity event as long as they don't exit the investment. You have tax appreciation. You can write off that cash flow and essentially create an investment field, uh, investment portfolio that creates no additional tax burden. And that's what this is all about. Making money and not having to pay taxes on that money, making your money work for you and not having an additional tax burden from that investment. See, if you do really well in the stock market, like Elon Musk just sold a bunch of his stocks, right? And he paid, he's like the biggest taxpayer, right, for last year or something. And so that's what happens. You do very well in the stock market, you sell your stocks, you have to pay taxes on those stocks. So that's one of the big differences from real estate here. You can 1031 and defer all those taxes. So we talked about the 1031 tax deference and deferring all those taxes, building legacy wealth and trading up into a better property bigger is better in real estate as well we talked about the long-term capital gains even that's not so bad at a 25 percent capital gains tax and then the negatives of, of investing in real estate well of course you have uh, it's your money is tied up for longer periods of time it's not a liquid investment where a, a REIT a real estate investment trust or a stock backed by real estate can be a very liquid way of investing in real estate, but then you're actually investing in the stock market. So it's very volatile. So your real estate syndication allows you to invest directly in real estate. And I have other podcasts about that, but it can be a lengthy investment tying up your money for a number of years. Your cash flow is not always predictable. 
Um, your expenses uh, can add up if you're buying real estate yourself and not working with professionals who get services done for discounted prices or just know how to um, estimate how much you're going to end up paying professionals to close on real estate. So by working with a real estate syndicator, by working with professionals and investing in a real estate syndicate where we pool capital together and buy a larger property, a lot of investors can avoid these challenges, be aware of these challenges, but not have to deal with the headaches of being a, a landlord, a property manager, a real estate syndicator. And that's why we developed People's Capital Group here to help people successfully and wisely invest in real estate with professionals here at People's Capital Group. So we do it the right way in the right markets, take advantage of all the tax advantages, pay our investors the most we could possibly pay them over time. And of course, make sure we solve our problems as quickly as possible, handle those expenses, make sure they don't mushroom into major expenses. So that's what we focus on here at People's Capital Group, uh, doing good performance for our investors and hitting that mark or better year over year. And we've been doing this about 10 years here. So if you want to learn more about how we help people invest in real estate, high demand North Jersey apartment buildings, go to peoplescapitalgroup.com, enjoy our content there. We have weekly blogs, weekly podcasts, monthly webinars, and a new offering coming up right now. So go to peoplescapitalgroup.com, click review opportunities. And if you like what you're hearing here, you can check out our other 100 plus podcast episodes. Hit like on the like button there, hit subscribe. Make sure to follow us in the future as well. We come up with a new episode every week. So if you're listening to us on uh, Spotify, make sure to subscribe to us or YouTube there or any of our, our websites that we're on. Make sure you subscribe and hit like so you can follow us in the future. Thanks a lot. Have a good day.